Greetings, Evil Boy Genius here, and welcome to another episode of the Off The Tools Collective podcast, the podcast for smart subcontractors sick of being ridden ragged by douchebag penny-pinching clients. Bottom line is this, if you're selling shit to the domestic market, fitting bedrooms, bathrooms, or kitchens, or balls deep in extensions and renovations, and you want to attract the best clients on demand, sell to them way above market rates, and have it all happen hands-off on an autopilot so you ain't stuck to your phone like a cold-calling cockwomble, then put your feet up, pin your ears back and pay attention for the next few minutes and then take action because this shit will not do itself. Take it away boys. Hi everyone and welcome to the OTT podcast. We're sleeping cast today. I'm fucking sleepy. Yeah. Oh it's been a fucking I'm shattered. It's been a busy, 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 busy couple of weeks. Mm, been writing. Uh, I've been writing, writing like fucking crazy. And then there was getting the website ready, and then there's the fucking errors with the website, and there was the PR, and I did a fucking TV interview yesterday, which was a fucking joke, really. <laughs> they even spelt my fucking name wrong. I haven't watched it yet, or uh, been to the On the caption, they spelt my fucking name wrong. Can you believe it? The, yeah, the lady was... Oh, no, no, McCulloch, M-U-C, instead of M-C. C. <laughs> and... The, the PR lady was mortified. I said, don't worry about it. It's nothing you can do. It's done now. It's just one of those things, isn't it? Muck. She was Cuck. mortified. <laughs> well, the thing is, you see, as far as he's concerned, I'm a client, and it seems it, she perhaps thinks it reflects badly. It doesn't. But I've I've had my name misspelled, and my parents have the name misspelled since forever. Uh, we have we sell electricity bills when it's com- spelled completely wrong. There is one one letter in the right place. That's the M. The rest are all wrong, you know. Or they got the right letters, but not enough of them, sort of thing. It's, fuck's sake! What is wrong with people? It, it kills me when people spell Connor wrong because it happens all the fucking time, and it happens on LinkedIn, <laughs> and it happens on Facebook. They either do it with any or they do it with one n and then it's a mixture of that and i'm like usually it's in email or linkedin and it's like my name is right fucking there like literally yeah, just yeah. move a few pixels up and you'll see there my name laughing at you yeah oh, i get people refer to me as john with eight all the fucking time yeah, how I fucking difficult is this it, like you say it's right at the top of the fucking page <laughs> Oh, no. It's three letters. It's three letters and they still get them wrong. <laughs> You've got the, the, the most basic name ever as well. Pretty it's, much. It, anyway, it's, it's phonetic. It's three letters. They're, they're yeah. really simple letters. The, the only way it could be simple would be if it was... Uh. <laughs> I, I think that'd be harder. <laughs> U-H. Uh. <laughs> or just M. Uh. Yeah. But you're right. It would have to be... It couldn't get any simpler than John. You've got to be really fucking thick to get my first name wrong, but still people do it. Oh, it's fucking funny. I think everyone's got a story, apart from someone maybe called Craig, where someone's got their name wrong, or Dave, or Sam. Those yeah, Sam must be pretty hard to get wrong. I think Sam's probably the simplest Polly was name. Hard as well. I think Polly Sam's got to be the easiest name on the planet, surely. You'd hope so, wouldn't you? Because if none of this has helped... By these pretentious twats who deliberately spelled their name wrong. Like you. Just, just to be fucking different. Oh, fuck off. It's short for Jonathan. <laughs> oh, where's the H? There has never been an H in Jonathan. Well, there has been. Hey, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you get these people who deliberately spell their name wrong just to be fucking different. Oh, when you get girls, put a fucking heart on the top of an eye. You know? I, Have you ever uh, seen to, 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. To be fair, you're probably, I hope you're talking about teenagers. Because when I thought I was a younger, edgy teenager, instead of an O, I'd put a triangle. Oh, my actual fucking God. For which O? For both. Triangles so were sad. in for some reason. It was all triangle jewellery, tri- triangle, you know, on an end of a necklace on, on the earrings. So fucking I just started writing my name. With tri- I just, John, I was fucking 13. Connor, if I had realised this, I'd have never gone into business with you. You know that, don't you? It was when I was 13, which was 13 fucking years ago. So not only has it been a long time. Ten years ago. It was ten years ago. You're 23. I forgot my age. I'm 24. So 11 years ago. <laughs> All right, 11 years ago then. <laughs> Fuck's sake. It's over a decade. John, oh, get God, over God. it. It was a decade ago. John, you was the autistic <laughs> child in school, fucking drawing on the walls and eating your own shit, yeah, and collecting cat poos because each one's unique like a snowflake this is true actually <laughs> exactly <laughs> used to follow the little cat round thinking it was a fucking walking moving vending machine dropping free treats you seem to know a lot about this comment no comment <laughs> <laughs> no comment but anyway moving swiftly on toxic positivity there's a book called it's smile or die i think it's smile or die it's fucking brilliant i think it's smile or die yeah how positive thinking fooled America. It's um, Barbara Einrich. I mean, there is, we do it ourselves. You know, there is a lot of scope for looking at a bad situation and taking what's good from it. Even, even um, play to tear more. Love what happens yeah. to you. That's one thing, t- making the most, making the best of what you see, what, what happens to you. But there are people who go, go beyond that. So they won't just say, for instance, yeah, something really bad happened. And it was okay because here's what I got from it. They will rave over it. Yeah, I got cancer. Having cancer was the best thing that ever happened to me. No, it fucking wasn't. That can be that bollocks. They amputated most of your head, you know. I see a lot of toxic positivity from people in our industry, our alleged competitors as well, and others who seem to, to sell their entire the, back, the, the premise of their entire business is almost on this fucking, if you just believe it's going to happen, it will happen. And it's easy. I've talked about this to, to my client today about how people, there are some people, especially on places like Instagram, nothing to do with our business or his, but there are people on there making a lot of money selling shit, real shit, you know, tarot readings, that kind of thing. I mean, fucking hell. That kind of stupidity is easy to sell because what you're selling is hope. And hope is a very powerful thing. And the worst, the, the worst situations are, the worst times become right now with COVID. I mean, I, I know people have got this area of positivity about them because lockdowns are easing, everyone's getting vaccinated, yada, yada, yada. But they're not, they're not actually facing up to where we really are, which is not a good place. It's better, for sure. Things will start moving. People's general health, general and mental health will improve. The economy will improve. We can start clawing our way back out of this hole. But there are people who seem to be walking around with this toxically positive idea that everything is going back to normal and will be even better than before. I don't think so somehow. You know, there's a long old fucking slope to climb here, isn't there? Yes, it's, it's going to be a slog. But that was about it, really. It's all I wanted to say. Very short one today. Nice and short. I like it. I like it. Now we can like see really. the, the, the annoying, happy people in the world. Because sometimes a shit's a shit. Well, I've always, always, I say always, to know what I was like as a very young child, obviously. But ever since I can remember, since I reached the age of reason and the age of self-awareness, as far as I can remember back, I've always been responsible, taking responsibility for my own shit. 
And I've done it for so long and I do it so comprehensively. I can't actually imagine another way of doing it. Um, I remember when I lived in Leicester, I'm going back, fucking hell. I was probably about 19 or 20. Not long moved into the house of my first wife. So it's about 30 odd years ago. And the bloke next door got this real fucking slapper of a girlfriend, right? He rescued this fucking slapper, Summer name was funnily enough, from a hostel for single women. She hadn't been abused or anything. She was, I think her parents had kicked her out. And it became clear why they'd kicked her out, because she was fucking awful. But she had a baby. So my mate Chris took in this woman, his girlfriend, you know, fucking stars in his eyes, head over heels and over this bird, who had this baby. And then one of his mates came around, this, this bloke with his his wife and his wife couldn't have children so i'm sitting there and i'm doing my degree so i'm sitting in my back room studying and i hear this almighty fucking screeching and wailing of this woman and i'm thinking yeah there's someone being fucking gang raped and murdered next door what the fuck is going on it was this woman who was screaming oh how could you do this to me you ruined my life and what it was it was because Chris's new girlfriend has got a baby and Chris is starting going out with her. Apparently he'd betrayed this friend's wife who couldn't have children. And you know, the lesson there is she was basically giving Chris the keys to her happiness kingdom. Mm. You've done this and I'm now being, I'm now being poured by a dog who thinks I'm upset. <laughs> Sorry, it's all right, darling. I'm okay. Oh, poor baby. She's a poor baby. Haggis doesn't give a shit. Of course he doesn't. He's a bloke. Doris is being emotional. So, yeah, I mean, that's how extreme it can go. I mean, that that's such a powerful memory. And it was, say, 30-odd years ago, I guess. 30 years, uh, 35 years. But it stuck in my mind because that woman was fucking upset. Oh, God, that baby, though. That baby's probably coming up from middle age now. Oh, wow. That's scary. Imagine it was one of our clients. Just some weird full circle thing. Fucking cover. I mean, that, that baby will now be a 36, 37 year old girl, I think it was, woman. So, probably a mother herself. Yeah. Fucking ass. Yeah. That's really scary. <laughs> I thought I was feeling old at 24 recently, but uh, yeah, I've got nothing to moan about yeah, hearing yeah, you talk off, say that. Connor. Yeah, fuck off, Connor. <laughs> there was a footballer the other day playing in the Champions League, which is the elite footballing competition. And he, he was one of the best players on, on the pitch. He's fucking 17. And I was like, you were 17 years old. That's insane. And you are on this pitch with some of the best players in the world. And you're showing them up and you are bossing them. And these are these are guys in their late 20s, you know, they're they're absolute specimens. This 17-year-old just fucking running rings around them. It's like, wow. Why can't I be? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I suppose there's a, a an element. I mean, don't get me wrong. I'm, I'm sure he's dedicating his his practice and practice. But I suppose there must be some for people like that. There's probably some favourable set of parameters that give him a natural talent. Not not talent, but a natural advantage. Oh I mean, yeah. Geometry, hips, knees, legs, feet, that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. But some of it's tragic. I mean, what's his name? And even I know this. Oh, the fucking Geordie. What's his bloody name? Gascoigne. Gascoigne. Yeah. What a fucking tragedy that was. He had such promise. He was brilliant. Even I could see that. I'm not mm. interested in football in the slightest. But even as I could see, the, the guy was a fucking footballing genius. He's, I've seen photos of him recently. He looks older than I do. In fact, he probably is actually. But he looks I, like I met him. Shit. I met him a couple oh. of years ago. Just off his face. Just, yeah. I, I don't know what uh, He's got severe mental very, health problems, I believe. Yeah. He was very sloppy. It was at a bar in uh, Bournemouth. He was, hey, he was having a good time. I'm not one to judge. I was 
drunk as well so i am being quite unfair here but it's just because you know it's history and you know it's past yeah. and you see him and he's sloppy you just automatically judge but yeah his life and his career was ravaged by his uh mental health problems which led to other things essentially terrible really but i think what's his name frank bruno came put your bit before your time frank bruno went to i know way, frank bruno did he i don't know his story i know of frank bruno yeah he was uh again very well respected boxer but then he, he shit went things went to shit and i believe i could be wrong here but please don't comment about i believe he was then found guilty of knocking his missus about which to me is an immediate fuck off really i believe so there's no excuse for men hitting women like that at all ever especially not if you're a, a boxer <laughs> yeah lucky one like frank bruno who, who went toe-to-toe with mike fucking tyson I believe so. Yeah, there's some stuff here. Some really early news reports from 97, yes. 2001. The wife the wife of Frank Bruno won a high court order banning from assaulting her. That's fucking funny. Then again, he had been, then again, he, well, then again, he did deny it. So I don't know what the truth is. So I don't want to make a comment. My comment would be any man, I'm not accusing Bruno or anyone else of this because I don't know what the truth is. But any man who hits a woman is not the kind of man I want to be around or having anything to do they are they're not worthy of the description man i don't think no but it's fucking funny that she has won i'm reading it here she won a non-molestation order which bans the former heavyweight from assaulting molesting or harassing his wife it's like well aren't those things like <laughs> yeah <already>? minimum requirement <laughs> yeah <laughs> Why is there an order for this? <laughs> yeah, isn't, isn't that a minimum requirement? You don't beat your yeah. wife, you know. So I don't, I don't know what the, I don't know what the background is. So I'm not going to be drawn on that. But uh, it's just a principle thing. Now on the other side of the coin, I met Sir Henry Cooper, who is definitely before your time. Yeah, I but he was the gentleman boxer, and I remember standing outside his house, around to the door, we knocked on it, and the bloke I was with, Peter, said, "Are you nervous?" And I says, "No, not at all." I says, "But." I'm apprehensive because Sir Henry has been my child, he's been my hero since I was a little boy, the boxer. Yeah. And I said, what if he turns out to be a complete dickhead? Yeah. They say never of meet course. your heroes. Yeah, well, he wasn't. He was fabulous. He had is this it? little fucking dog called Rocky who wouldn't do as he was told. <laughs> so there's so there's Sir Henry chasing this little Jack Russell around his living room. And he made us, this, bearing in mind this was a Sir Henry, made us tin biscuits in his front room for this photo shoot. Fucking brilliant. I play to him. Really decent bloke. He's everything I expected him to be. He's quite Maybe. a uh, intimidating looking bloke, isn't he? Bloody hell. And his younger Henry? Brother. Yeah. Yeah, he was six foot fucking four. Yeah, and he was big chin, with it. With a chin like this. He's just got a, he was a, quite an intimidating he was a boxer, man. I believe he was the first man, possibly just the first white man, but he certainly put Muhammad Ali on the map on the ring floor you know he hit him so quite well Ali said afterwards he hit me so hard my ancestors back in Africa felt it and Cooper told us about what happened he said the I think it was an Argentinian he was Cassius Clay uh, I can't remember it was Cassius Clay at the time whether it was uh, Muhammad Ali so he changed his name but Ali his glove was ripped so they had to stop the fight to replace the glove and that gave him time to recover from that almighty fucking blow that it was left Henry's left hook I believe and then he went on to win the fight because they had to stop it because Henry's eyes would be was ble- were bleeding, his eyebrows. But Henry said that glove was torn deliberately to save the fight, which is fucking wrong, isn't it? Mm. I'd hoped that if Clay had known about that, he would have not allowed it. That's not very sporting, is it? No, it's not very sporting at all. It's cheating. It is cheating, yeah. It's cheating. And we don't like yeah, but Henry Cooper was But Henry, he, he did the boxing pose for us. 
and Moira there. And he was an old man at the time, 74, 75. But my God, you would not have fucking tangled with that bloke. <laughs> no fucking way. You'd have been mental, you know. You can pity the poor fucker who tries to mug Sir Henry Cooper in an alleyway. <laughs> the poor bastard, he'd get fucking hammered. And he had fucking hands, you know, the size of fucking IMAX, you know. Hands the size like, of fucking yeah, IMAX. <laughs> he was just fucking gigantic. But he was such a lovely bloke. He was such a lovely bloke. It's, it's nice of him at the grand old age of 74 to be, you know, arguably naive, but uh, let's, let's be positive, so trusting and be, to be so welcoming to you fucking dickheads who knocked at his door. Absolutely. So we, we mugged him and nicked all his money. <laughs> and that's where his medals yeah, he, went. He died. He died some years later, which was sad because he was just such a... You know, it's one of those people where the world is a better place with him in it, you know? Yeah, there's not many of them. No, but yeah, so Henry Cooper. I've got his uh, signature, I've got his autograph somewhere. Is it on a napkin? On a piece of paper. Fuck knows where that is. See around here somewhere. I found the uh, the video of Muhammad Ali versus Henry Cooper on YouTube. It has almost yeah. a million views. Yeah, 1964. Ah, it doesn't say the date here. It doesn't say the date. Black and white. It gives him one hell of a thump. <laughs> I'll, I'll give it a watch, but we have to wrap this up because I've got a yeah. training to do so, anyway, in 28 minutes. Yeah, so nice and slow then, because it was a nice easy one today because Uncle John's tired. So if you want to make more money with less work, less hassle and fewer headaches with a realistic view of what's going on, none of this toxic positivity bollocks, then all you've got to do is go to the ottpodcast.co.uk and value yourself up as free resources. You'll be making more money, less work, less hassle and fewer headaches, attracting better clients to your home. So in the meantime, stay safe, stay inside, wash your hands, do not make them mistake of trying to mug Sir Henry Cooper. Don't shit on your fingers. See you later. Bye-bye.